Welcome back to Conscious Creators. This is your host, Jade Moon. Stay tuned for a brief message and we'll dive right into a fresh new episode. If you're interested in learning more about me, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at I am Jade Moon. Welcome back, everyone, to Conscious Creators. This is your host, Jade, and I have my special guest, Nathaniel, back on for episode two of Healing with Human Design. We'll get into what that means in a moment, um, but first, for my astrology lovers out there, I um, I wanted to give you some insight onto Nathaniel and his personality. So, Nathaniel, um, can you share your, your sun, your moon, and your rising with us real quick before we dive into fun? I can. And if somebody has wisdom around it, um, they want to DM me or something on this. I'm still a noob at the astrology part. So I'm, I'm humble enough to say I don't know it all. Um, so my sun sign is Sagittarius. Um, and depending on what NASA says, um, mm-hmm. NASA has released a 13th zodiac. And yes. I happen to be that weird number 13. Cool. So, so I am an Ophicus or Ophicus, the water yeah. bearer, uh-huh. the DNA. Uh, cool. The way I see it is, it's the guy holding or the guy holding two snakes, which is symbolizing mm-hmm. DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am my, my moon sign is also water, um, so which is Pisces. Cool. Awesome. I, I understand that to be emotional, and that's where yeah. I get my emotionality, and also understand it to be like uh, intuitive. Very intuitive. Um, and my uh, my rising sign is also a Pisces. Cool. How interesting! I just I love hearing this because it's just this is the breakdown of the personality, and I just it, love to know the energy that we're working with. So we're both water moons. How interesting! Very empathic too, <laughs> and very intuitive. So this should be fun getting into a healing emotional session with me being an emotional authority. Um, so for all that, um, haven't heard, take a listen to the first episode with, with myself and Nathaniel, but, um, he's come on for a second round just to provide a deep dive into the human design healing with it and probably not what you think. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Nathaniel, and do you want to kind of guide us through what you'll be doing today? Yeah. So I'm going to. I'll, I'll give you the bullet points and then I'm going to open with just a little invocation, setting the space. You and I have done this before, but mm-hmm. I like to do it just a little bit on air. Um, we'll do this mini version of it. Um, today, I'm going to be helping you. Um, you have invited me and um, to, a, to join me in a container of inner transformation. And that trans- into this container is going to initiate you to know more and accept and have permission to access more of who you truly are and know more of who you are not. What is conditioned? What are the messages and the nonverbal messages and the unconscious messages that have been informing you and trying to shape and control you and and who you are not? And we're going to tease and pull that back so that you can have a quantum leap, a quantum leap into the fullness of your true essence, of your truest self, and so you don't have to continue asking for permission to express your unique and divine connection to source and, and being an initiator of source. I'm going to help you pull back, so understand your conditioning, and I'm going to do that by reading your human design chart. What is a human design chart? It is your hologenetic profile. I'm able to look at, and those, like Jade mentioned, uh, you can 
listen to the first podcast for an introduction to this. This is the second. So I encourage you to go back and really enjoy that fundamentals um, there. Um, but knowing your energy, so I'm, it's really a study of your bioelectrical field. Every living thing scientific science knows has it scientifically proven that has a living electrical field that emanates from it. That, that the closer you get to that field, the more information, the more magnetic power, the more mag mag magnetism it has. And that as a child, uh, it, I said this in the first one, I had the gift of perceiving and, and understanding and feeling and, and even visually seeing the way these fields function and the way they create a reality. And most people were walking around like kind of like with their a bag on their heads in a figurative sense that they weren't feeling and seeing, I noticed very early, the same thing I was. Um, and they were, they were still operating under the kind of the, the influences or the main currents of this, like I see it, you know, this flow, these rivers of energy, um, yet they were also disconnected from it at the same time. So, and um, today you and I are going to be, we might pull back some discomfort, we might pull back some pain that by, by helping you find what was unconscious or something that might have not been affecting you, we hopefully will create a container that will be safe enough for you to feel, to access anything that is important and that's ready and that will um, be able to be resolved today. And, and that is going to be by looking and accessing your inner genetic channels, your, your strategy, your authority, and your aura type. And I do that on a very practical level, directly going into your experience and connecting it to your third, your full year. I don't know, uh, I didn't get your age, but your 30 years, I'm roughly guessing. Cause you're actually, you're 98. You're yeah, 30, 88. Um, yeah. 80, 80, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the 19, sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. See, you're spot on. Okay. So Jade, just before we get into it, do I have permission um, to, kind of read and and read you and to access your your energy to understand more of your aura yes you do have permission thank you and yeah so while i do that, i'm just going to invite our healthy uh helping ancestors the guardian angels um benevolent light beings of support to create this sacred space for us and to disinvite any interference and so we hold with the deepest intention for Jade's highest um, wholeness and her to fulfill her purpose in full connection and to help any healing and her restore herself to her, who she truly is and the royalty and the divine messenger that she is. Thank you. I'm just gonna breathe and tune in for a moment. Just okay. By nature of who you are, I am the same as you. We are reflections of each other, and. So that everyone knows, 
I may speak to you a little differently than I would a generator or projector. I'm going to use language that's specific to you, and I'm going to be informing you. Um, manifestors need to be informed, and you need to be informed so that you can be informed. I mean, it's pretty basic so that because you're going to initiate something based off of what's right, what the divine is trying to say to you. 91% of all humans and aura types, according to this system, are not here to initiate from within themselves only. They are, they need something external to really be a true starter. And it's, it's in the function of your bioelectrical field as, as a repelling nature. So your, your aura is more tight to your body. It's more closed off. And in relationship, you can often feel like people can't reach you sometimes. Um, you can yet, we talked about off, offline how people do feel warm, can, can feel warm towards you and they can feel open towards you. But there are some people who will see this, you as a unconsciously because your aura is communicating your energy when you walk into a room when you talk when you especially when you speak um and you when your emotional field they they get this unconscious message that they you can't be controlled mm -hmm. yeah now, and, and for everyone else who i'm not going to go deep into the generators the projectors the reflectors and and for anyone who doesn't know uh a, a manifester yet you can watch and listen to this as an as learning what is not a generator what is not a projector and what what a manifester is and how they are meant to operate and how you can work with them and um how you can inform them and how you can love them if you have a manifester in life how you can truly love and support them um, by respecting their process so manifestors are really here to be left alone and and not and what I mean by that is it's not just, oh, there's this hermit meditating on a mountain, <laughs> meaning that they are meant to – the nature has designed the manifester to be a catalytic force of, of pure source energy initiating the collective into what the collective is going to experience. Mm -hmm. Now, in the past – let's talk about the shadow real quick. The past manifestors were often, almost every manifestor is, and re, if you believe in reincarnation, um, they have been royalty in, in a past life yeah. or very close to a royal or in position of power. It, it, it is a way that they, it, it's, it's a way that they are um, meant to be as director. So if you think of um, all of the different aura types in a movie set, creating a movie the manifestor is the director okay they're they're literally directing the movie they see the movie and think of generators as the ones who are literally holding they're holding the cameras directing the cameras they're they're the ones actually building the sets they're putting the energy to make it all happen yeah the manifestor is the director wow um hmm. is that resonating with you it does yeah i love that um just that metaphor I feel like for people would really help them understand where they would fall. So like even a projector for, if we're using this terminology, where would you see like the projector, maybe the reflector, would that be like the observer or the audience? I don't want to get too far out, but I think this helps the analogy. Absolutely. Um, I would <laughs> see a projector. Projectors are kind of like 
I see them two different ways. They could be part of the writers. They mm. could be help writing the script sometimes. Um, they can also be, even directors need guides and um, yeah. extra eyes on the set to make sure everything's proling properly on the set. Mm. Um, I could see often projectors are like, you know, making sure everything's done properly. They're, they're overseeing, they're having deep wisdom to, um, and they could be almost like an advisor to mm. a director. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure the reflector. Actually, I have to let me do some research on that. I haven't. Actually yeah, that one. I wonder if they're the actor too. I don't know, but yeah, this is really interesting. How cool! I, and a reflector absolutely could be an actor, no mm -hmm. doubt. And and all of them can be actors. Um, yeah. And and manifestors are also uh, like Robert Downey Jr. The he's a generator, for example. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so they're every type is an actor can be because um, there's so many roles of life right but let's right. get back into um yes thank you i could go into your chart here but i want to go right into the differences with the way i work is very different than the way many other people work they'll read your chart they'll help you understand about you your gates gates are channels that are con channels of energy that connect two energy centers in the body and i say centers these are actual often related to organs in the body. So imagine electricity connecting organs or sections of intelligence in the body or ganglia of nervous system. Like we have ganglia is just a group of nerves. Um, mm -hmm. Think of a center as a ganglia of nerve, a concentrated part of electrical energy. That's how I understand these, these parts, um, oh, these centers. Okay. So it's very measurable. We can take this it's also non-physical as well. So our eyes can only see a certain spectrum of light. We, we have limited vision of what humans can see with our eyes and hear with our ears. That's why dogs can hear sounds that are much higher. That's why um, uh, we can only see certain spectrums of light. That's why we have like infrared cameras and we have all these different night vision kind of camera. We have all these different ways to help us see. When, if, if you had a broader spectrum of light, one could see light emanating from the human body. Mm -hmm. And that's where some people speak of our inner vision or our inner sight, where some people can tune in with their brain waves, can get such clear, enhanced, and their focus can be at a precision point. And they're, they can expand what they see and they can see the aura, the, the, the color or the shape or the energy around someone. Um, and, and many people, anyone can develop this um, as long as, God forbid, you know, maybe didn't have any trauma that actually inhibited some of their functions um, mm. or physical trauma, you know, like, um, so everyone's case specific. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because on the physical plane, let's say the heart, we're gonna say there's heart chakra. Um, there's a heart nervous plexus, there is a light that emanates from that, that is non-physical. And that light is comes with the green color. It actually, and green, every color of the rainbow is connected to a specific frequency mm. of, of light. And, and that frequency of light has a whole different realm of what it relates to. Like you're wearing the perfect shirt. It's all. I know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. So wow, that's so neat. So, that's we're not going to get into that, but I just want to let some people know who don't know the basics, and this could be very basic for many others, and that's okay. Um, 
So I'd like to go and do some actual work with you. And I, before we go into some of the healing work, I want to just ask that I want you to know that you are welcome to stop me if you are uncomfortable or if we get somewhere that's a little too sensitive. Um, and and I, I need you to inform me and I will, I will also check in with you. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to trust that you'll inform me if you're uncomfortable. Is that, is that, are we good with that? Yes, we are. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. And I'm going to also, um, because we have permission on and offline here, um, I'm going to let you know that if there's something that we need to complete that maybe isn't appropriate to complete on air or here that I'm going to say this is a point we'll get to the point where it's complete enough and then I'll say well, we're going to work offline but there is a, a whole nother process that I would do on a one-on-one -on -one deeper dive with you and um yeah, please, um, please guide us, especially for those that are new to this and could really benefit so that that way they would know what they would be walking into and how this would all work. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, and it's really built on trust. The first thing is setting the container of trust, the container of safety, and that there is, you know, safety is created through communication and through boundaries. So whatever boundaries are needed, I'm trying to create and 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 if there are more necessary, I'm gonna need you to inform me because I mm -hmm. can't. Uh, I may miss something. Generally, I'm tuned in, and generally, I'm really focused and listening. But if if there's something I'm missing, I need to know. And I I'm gonna need you to, even if it's taking a pause, like hey, I need a pause here. Like, yeah, you can do that. If you need to take time to soak in something, because I may be ready to move on, but you may not. Yeah. So, I will be vocal. I will inform. <laughs> Do my job. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's okay if you don't because it's not natural for the manifester to inform. It may be mm -hmm. your job and it may be something, but I'm going to get really, I'm going to get into a part of you. I'm hoping to, that we are going to find help bring um, awareness and, and voice to to a nonverbal place in you okay that that is very precious and special and is often the most raw and unheard or unsupported parts in a manifester so um and every manifester is different generally speaking manifestors have been controlled their whole life so i'm going to say to you joe jade mm. Can you tell me about a time when you were really didn't like being controlled? Yeah. Ooh. Um, I can think of so many different times. Um, probably the last time that I really was kind of done being controlled was in, in the working world. Um, and I felt like it stifled my creativity and I felt, I just felt like, you know, the traditional nine to five world wasn't for me. And I always knew that. And I just, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. Do me a favor. Um, can you tell me another time when you were in your teens? Mm. 
Yeah, let me think. Let's say um, a teacher at school, um, mom or dad. Okay, I do have a, a scenario. Um, going to the school that I wanted to go to, like, uh, okay, so here's an example. Um, applying to college, I didn't tell my parents which program I actually applied to because they were trying to control the type of program and the type of school that I was going to. So at the time I, I applied for what I wanted to and didn't tell them. They weren't happy. This is, this is really great. This is so great because what you just did is you described why many manifestors don't inform. Yeah. You, do you see that? Mm -hmm. Because we, we're going to go back to basic childhood. Most people don't know this, but a child needs their needs met and needs to get their needs met by their guardian or their parent. Now, if the child tells, if the child's capable of communicating their needs, which often they're not, and they don't even know what their needs are, um, sorry, they don't even know fully what they may be all the time, mm -hmm. then A, the parents could react very challengingly they hopefully they ideally they were loving and accepting and compassionate and 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 patient but that's really not the reality for most people that mm -hmm. i've experienced or know who were raised in you know the modern day so w there's another level to this and that's energetic needs so each or a type their children have different energetic needs just as much as food water shelter love and comfort right um for you as a manifester your energetic need was really to not be controlled mm -hmm. so if you can think of little jade running around the house wanting to make be noisy and wanting to make lots of sounds or play or and maybe being told to shut up or being told to oh yeah shut up the light yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I said uh, I'm. I'm just kind of. I'm. You're channeling. Oh, so yeah, you I'm are tuning right into you. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. And go to your room. Um, or or shunned. Um, squashed. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. not 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 given a love to this part of you. Mm -hmm. Um. This was the most formative. What message did that say to you? Um, I felt like a distraction, you know? Mm -hmm. It felt like that's how I, um, I learned to connect with myself, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I wanted to, you used a good example about not many people this is people are this but manifestors specifically because their aura is repelling so your aura offered you a, a layer of kind of protection kind of of saying all the life force do you know if your mom or dad are generators i don't know um i'd have to look i don't know their no birth problem. times yeah <laughs> basically when you were 
I'm going to actually, I'm going to backtrack. Sorry. Going to school and not informing your parents was a strategy that you use so that you would not be controlled. And that strategy was learned because you knew if you informed, if you let them know, the authority would abuse that, what mm-hmm. you told them, and would con- manipulate your trust, your saying, hey, I'm not asking for permission. This is mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Yeah. But this is where it gets down to parenting. And most parents don't really parent in, the, I think, in the most supportive way. Mm-hmm. And that is to support the in your integrity and your empowerment and you becoming who you are to make your own decisions and the experience the consequences positively and negatively of your decisions. So why would, you know, the strategy to get your needs met would be, it's not say it's not, I'm not going to inform. And that could really get you in trouble. Let's fast forward back to work world. Yeah. Could you see that? potentially getting you in trouble if you're like, I'm just going to, you know, something needs to happen. You need to do something and you just quietly for me, I'm, it's almost like ninjas, like just sneaking, like doing it. Um, Not, not like sneaking, but like, you know, quiet stealth, like just making it happen. Um, (laughs) Even though wherever, wherever you move, people know you're moving and they're like, Oh, what's Jade doing? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you try to be quiet and you try to do it without people seeing, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Because your aura is so impactful to others. Do you, did you ever experience anything like that? Yes, a lot. Um, definitely a lot. Even like clocking out early, you know, and just trying to stealthily like sneak away or, um, Ooh, that really, that is so spot on. Um, Yeah. Or like, even sometimes I would um, struggle with like, just, I guess like a self-combustion in a way. Like if I had to stick around and do something and I really didn't want to do it, like I would get angry, which I feel like is part of my theme. And that would like blast me. Tell me more about the anger and and more about you being asked to extend yourself than where you wanted or was right for you? Yeah. So like leadership in my life has always been a thing for me. And like, like trying to like identify with leaders who motivate me versus leaders who are more dictatorial and like, you know, ask of me. And I've noticed that in my life through bosses and like, you know, teachers or just like the authoritative type of figures that have presented themselves in my life. Some of them were more like, in a similar fashion to, I guess, how my parents with control, controlling, right? Like micromanaging. I, I can't do well with being micromanaged. Um, and I would get very angry when I felt like I was constantly being watched or like put under a microscope. So, yeah, but I would flourish. I would flourish in settings that were different that didn't do that, that gave me the autonomy to do what I needed to do. And I saw a difference. Oh, well, so, so. I mean, total opposites and total, op- total opposite environments, total opposite results is what I'm hearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Flourish versus um, angry and self-combustion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huge difference. Which were you more productive in? Um, I would say the flourishing with the autonomy, <laughs> me being a creator. Feel, um, 
let me say this. Well, I think it's kind of obvious, but I want to go back to this is this informing part because there's a two-edged sword. Okay. Children, it says the manifestor's strategy, which means how do you meet the least resistance in your life? How do you respectfully let people know that there is a huge a change or something is coming and that they need to know about it and that they can either get on board and there's a wave coming of change and that they can get their surfboards and surf or they can get out of the water or, you know, they can get their boats and, you know, they can get their whatever they can go all invite their friends and come surf with you like like this is why informing is essential and why it's so hard and complicated because our world and control is the opposite of what a manifestor is designed to how they're designed to operate they're not nobody's meant to be controlled but a mm -hmm. manifestor particularly requires if they are going to be controlled it requires a tremendous amount of life force and effort and energy to control them mm -hmm. so i'm pretty sure i sense that your mom or your dad might have put a good amount of energy into maybe choosing your path for you my father yes yes okay how did that make you feel um I always felt like I was measuring against him. It, like it felt like conditional love, you know, this started from like even early, like elementary school, like with grades and like performance and just always um, kind of living in his dream or his mold and trying to control me so that I stay on path to his version of success. So Um, let's see here. And did you react well to it? Did you yield into it? No. Or did you kind of resist it a little bit? I resisted a lot. Um, I resisted a lot and, you know, I don't know if like he would get angry, obviously, cause he would try to give me, he would tell me what to do. And I, didn't fully listen or cooperate, and then it would frustrate him or make him angry, whichever one. I don't know what his authority is. Um, but I did, yeah, and I did run away one time. <laughs> I, I did. Was waiting for something like this. Okay. Yeah, I did. I didn't last very long. It probably lasted for like an hour, two hours. I got yeah. a few blocks away. They found me <laughs> with my duffel bag. I didn't How get very far. You? I had to have been probably in elementary or going into junior high school. Yeah, it's not common. It's it's not uncommon for someone that age to um, a manifestor to run away. So for yeah. those who don't know, a manifestor is often I could describe them as the type of child who would, you know, go out into the forest, let's say in the backyard and then the go into the forest and go play all day long. And they didn't tell anybody that they were going and they found they started making friends with all the all the forest animals. And they, you know, found a nice plot of moss and trees and, and made a bed and they, they made the forest uh, support them and that they, they figured they, they were so connected to the forest, they slept there and then they came back in like two or three days just completely fine. 
mm-hmm. and everybody is on you know, complete freak out alert wondering what the heck happened to my child where are they i'm there's com- and then they're completely just distraught and then the manifestor come kid but it's like i'm ah oh, i like why are you all freaking out like i'm mm-hmm. fine <laughs> does that yeah. matter to you at all I used to think that sometimes people were being overly dramatic and being overly protective. I now understand why, but then I didn't. And I felt like I can manage myself. Like I felt like a young adult child, you know what I mean? But I didn't know how to express that with people because they didn't, they weren't able to receive that for me. Yeah. So (laughs) what I'd like to know is when your dad was doing this and you were you felt it was conditional and that you didn't want to follow the rules or you didn't want to, you rebelled. I would say the word rebelled a little bit, or you did, you didn't always follow what he said. Um, mm-hmm. And it frustrated him. And it may, did that ever get into you getting punished or? Oh, that? yes. Yeah. It did. Pretty deeply. My relationship with him was very different. I have a younger brother. I don't know what he is. Um, I think he might be a projector, but I know he's not a manifester. And I know that my relationship with my father was different from his relationship with him. Um, And that's because of the control. Like that's because of me being more of the rebellious one, you know, like the one that they had to watch after. And my brother was more obedient, I would say. Um, But it required, like it resulted in like, you know, grounding um, almost like excessive, I would say excessive grounding and punishment. It's interesting because my father was a correction officer. He's now since passed. So I know, well, thank you. But that also the fact that a correction officer as a manifester and growing up in that environment and feeling like you live in a prison in your room, you know what I mean? Um, that was, yeah, that was, that was a ride during that time in my life. You're, you're being really light about this, I can tell. So this yeah. is, so your your father was taught and was given authority in his life to control other people as as a way of creating safety, as a way of punishing people, and as a way of um, he was treated because as a correction officer you also have your officers that you report to and that yes. you don't just you don't talk back to or you don't argue with and he was stomped uh, any individuality any yes uh uniqueness or his own personal power was very much probably quelched during yep. his, during his training or or i say the word quelch but for others who don't know that word like it was it was so far unsupported and uncelebrated and unflourished um that it probably withered away. And um, I was going to say very true. It's interesting because he had an artist background before this, like, you know, like photographer and like, just this is exactly what I love to do, but he couldn't make his dream from it. So this is what worked for him. And he tried to instill that for me, you know? So so check this out. His creativity, he was a creative. Mm -hmm. He was a creative. And yeah. not only was he, and obviously he loved capturing moments. Um, so he knew that being present in creativity was powerful. Mm-hmm. And the world told him 
and, and we'll get right to you, but the reason. This yeah, is, no, I love this. His wounding, what we're talking about, his wounding and his psychology that directly shaped your, the messages in your life. And we're going to, that's where we're going. And the messages in your life were then is it, we're going to get right into your body and like what, how your body feels about it still today, mm -hmm. um, which re resulted in him. The world said to him, you can't survive and thrive doing something creative and this with, with this part of yourself. Yes. Is, is that safe to, to assume? That's 100. I feel like that's accurate to say. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if it's not say if he created the belief and, and if the world said that, and then he viewed this life that way, then our mind, when we have a view or we focus on something, the mind will seek evidence to prove it. So if he's seeking evidence to prove it every day as a correction officer, who he wants to provide for his family, right? He wants mm -hmm. to be a good man, uh, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. to provide for his family. Because normally correction officers, um, it's a hard job. Not people last, people don't last a long time. My sense is he did it for a long time. How long did he, he do did. it? He was quickly, he was getting him. He did it for like 20, 20 oh, oh, yeah, about 20 yeah. years or so. That's so. My, my sense is he lasted a long time. So most he's supposed to retire. Know, a, yeah. Oh, wow. And there's he a passed. high turnover rate in this industry. Um, yes, there is. High, you knew that already. Psychologically speaking too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially psychologically. Yeah. Um, and it depends, like if you're a correction officer in a, was he in a prison? Uh, it was a jail, but it was in Manhattan and it was a pretty, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it was a rough. So um, this is really, so uh, this is so. Spiritually speaking, get into this. Too. Spiritually speaking, huh? also, spirit, I was going to say spiritually speaking also, not knowing what I know now, but yeah, we will get into that. Yeah. That's what I wanted to bring in is the energetic, the thought forms, the what's created in his aura what he carried in his aura that was communicating to you unspoken was the essence of control and punishment yeah yeah think about the an inner a, a little four or five year old sitting happily wanting to play la 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 be super creative and super out like even though you're a hermit you get into outgoing uh waves mm -hmm. is that was is that right yeah so so you you'll you're fine being on your own like you're fine playing but even manifestors still need connection and they want to share and uh, express after they're done with their hermitage right you unconsciously because you're a two four are being drawn towards connecting with people and opportunities and opportunity, your your opportunities are coming through the people you know. So if you're a child, your main opportunities are going to come through your mom and your dad or your school, you know. Um, so, you know, by sharing what you know, um, that's the main – or sharing what your – whatever your creative play, whether it's an art project or whatever you are doing or learning or talking about. Um, literally, he's, he's bringing in the control energy, and your aura is simply saying to him – I can't be controlled. How do you think an officer oh. who's 20 years in, in is working with probably grown men, putting them in handcuffs, having power. He has this visceral, he has the authority of the government's power, right? All the people around him and he can 
do all these things and he's literally reinforced and he comes home and he can't control his daughter. Yeah. Might he took it all on. A bit of a shocker. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was in a pretty sight. I'm, I'm going to be honest, um, you know, especially when he carried home, whatever it was during the day that he was feeling. And if I did one little thing, like all of that was projected onto me just because of my dynamic. Yeah. So sounds to me like you were even you being yourself couldn't really ever really be allowed because if you were being yourself you were walking on eggshells and your father could I'm gonna say like be very upset with you and angry with you or scold you is that a right word scold yeah Mm -hmm. I, I sent scold and you use the word criticize. Scold, yell, and criticize. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, um, mm -hmm. did he ever hit you? He so did. He, um, he had, he had hit me younger. I think he learned real quick. Um, <laughs> I say that in such a, a tone, yeah, but there yeah. was an incident. Yeah. He learned not to do that again after. Yeah. So, so for um, someone listening here, this is really important. Um, first, remember you told me you have the belief that you chose, you know, you designed this life before you came, right? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I did. You yes. chose your parents. Yes. So let me ask you is like, have you thought about why you chose someone yes. who's a correctional officer? and what you needed to learn about that? What, what do you think that you wanted to learn in the first five, six, 10 years of your life that you didn't wanna learn in later life? You wanted to get out of the way early or, or make sure you did not leave this life learning. What do you think that might've been? I think, okay, I would say in like, my intuition automatically goes to the learning of, um, hmm. It's like learning how to, because of the conditions, early life and the control setting, I developed this relationship with myself of what felt right or didn't. Um, I'd say that majority of the first half of, and if you're asking specifically the first five years, like the development years, I think I had to learn that. Um, wait, actually, let me sit with that question for a second because I want to. Yeah. Um, and your intuition is, you know, is already pinging you and telling you. So definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to like, like phrase it in a way that makes sense. Um, I guess like what I'm trying to say is like, I had these experiences the first five years so that I could learn how to have these conversations with myself, like to internalize and dialogue and pick up empathically just, you know, through the conditioning of that household and the stimulation and the environment that I was in. Um, I think it helped a lot with uh, the intuitive aspects, the empathy aspects, but then later on in life, the, the symbolism of the world that we're in and being controlled, right? And learning how to, learning how to listen to that inner voice that I developed in the initial years of my life. Is that making sense? One, one thing I, I heard you say, it was, that really resonated was that you learned to develop a relationship with yourself 
Yeah. Because you couldn't have a healthy functioning relationship with your dad in the sense that he he didn't meet your energetic need of supporting your own empowerment and your exploration of your personal power as a manifester as it as what whose aura is here to initiate and to um explore your creative flow of divine source connection correct spot on yeah that's exactly what it was and i didn't have anyone who could guide me with what i was feeling then you know what i mean so i had myself and my own creativity and imagination to do what would that create for you then if you had to be in a way isolated and you didn't have anyone else it was you and the control Mm -hmm. what what did that let's do it this way too yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead what i was gonna say it connected me to source right um it it gave me this like outlet of needing someone to talk to and if no one in my environment could physically talk to me that's how i connected to my my spirituality source creator all that is so how did you tell me did you have any experiences let's say in the when it was really intense and let's say you were grounded and you were stuck in your room or something yes is that when you connected or is it when you were fighting your dad that you connected like do you have any Mm -hmm. i don't know if you remember but do you have anything that stands out of like when yeah what was it like to connect to source when you were younger um usually when that would happen there was some sort of trauma around it you know and it was probably like me in my bed at night like not being able to sleep and crying and just praying you know yeah yeah so really in a, in a real out of in a way out of desperation out of out of there's nothing else out of i'm i'm broken i'm at, or, or, i'm some parts you know like i'm i'm hurting i am un, upset i am emotional and i'm not being loved and supported the way i need yes 100% okay do me a favor, close your eyes and tune into your body right now and feel that where point, what I just said that you just agreed to, where is it in your body? In my heart. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Put your hands over your heart real quick. And um, so I can, this is for, this is a part, what I would call, it's called a wound and breathe into that. And just, I want you to see the little jade that was on the bed crying at night. I can feel it. My heart is just like broken. It's like, it is so, I mean, despair is the word. Mm -hmm. I want you to, you to see that image of her in front of you. And I want you to walk into that image right now as your full empowered self who's who's not merging with it. So the part of you that can be full uh, connection to source, your your age right now and 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 not merge with her is not you're not being flooded by the emotions in this image, right? Um, but you can still feel her. So the, the goal of this is to not merge with the child, but to 
be right there with her and you can feel it. That's okay if you feel it. Don't let it flood you in this moment. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and there's other times we, it's appropriate to feel those feelings. And, but in this moment, we're going to comfort this part of you. You are going to comfort you by saying, I want you to walk in there and put your hand on her back. Like, for some reason, I'm seeing like she's laying on her belly. I just the image. I see it too. We're on the same yep. vision. Yeah. Yep. Her, her, she's like, she might have even kicked, like, I even might have seen her, um, her legs kick the, the bed. Like, like, you know, she might have even hit a couple times, like, the bed. Like, like um, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. She sent me a tantrum. Yep. Yep. She's very angry, but she's also very hurt. And then, and then I see her going to the other part of the wave is just bawling, like crying. That's so. I want you to put your hand on her back and show her you're there, and say hi. I'd like to help you. I know you're you're not happy here. And you can say that out loud. Hi. I would like to help you. I know that you're not happy here. How can I help? Would you like some help? Would you like some help? How can I help you? Just say, would you like it? And then, and because you'll see, okay. you're going to provide as an adult the, um, the idea of help. You're going to inform her it's available for her. So she doesn't have to come up with it. <laughs> Is that okay? Yes. And she's allowed to tell you too. You can say, inform me what you need. She said, yes, she would like some help. Okay. She's crying. Is she still crying? She's crying into the pillow. Yeah. She's crying into the pillow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I saw. Um, so ask her if she would like to come live with you and have all her needs met and live in your heart and never be back here again and, and always be unconditionally loved forever. Little Jade, would you like to come live with me so that you never have to be in these conditions again and you get to live unconditionally in joy forever? She says yes. Okay. She's I want you to put your, what's okay. that? I just, I just this, the breathing is like, she's starting to pacify. Yep, yep. yep. Um. So I want you to look at her real quick and I want you to just wrap your arms around her mm -hmm. and just hold her. And I feel like she's going to go through another wave of crying. Mm -hmm. She is. She right. wants, to, she's going to cry into your chest and I want you to say, let it all go. Let it all You're safe out. now. Go. You are safe now. I'll protect you. I'll protect you. Feels like she's clinging. <laughs> yep, that's a good thing. So say this, I want you to unattach from your dad. I want you to unattach from your dad. And unattach from your mom. And unattach from your mom. And any other authority or adult figures. Or guardians. Yeah. Other authoritative guardian figures. And I want you to attach to me so I can take care of all of your needs. 
I want you to attach to me so I can take care of all of your needs. Ooh. Yeah. What are you noticing? It feels lighter. I feel like I'm carrying her now. Yay. Like she's sleeping on my shoulder. Yay. How old is she? I want to say five is the first number that popped in my head. Okay. Yeah. I heard four and five. Mm -hmm. So she's, she might be both. Yeah. Those years. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a huge, huge, I, I, I bet it, um, there wasn't many, it wasn't long after this, uh, you ran away like a couple years, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. This is the breaking point. You were already like, you, this part you were like this isn't working is i'm this they're not going to meet my needs like you yeah. knew at this age already oh i asked god to <laughs> to take me to this dream world that i always would go to i was yeah that makes so much sense okay so now i really i we're just gonna i want you to pick her make sure you're holding her I want you to walk out of the scene. So where she is in her room, the scene, I want you to walk out of it and walk a, far enough away from it into a complete white, like a, a like walk into complete whiteness. I see it. And tell me when you're far enough away where she's not, you're, she feels comfortable and her nervous system settles. And it may be really far, and that's okay. <laughs> no, it's settling now. So I want you to well, hold her in your arms, and I want you to turn around and look back at that place. I see it. And say, look, you never have to go there ever again. Look, you never have to go there ever again. And okay. I want you, we're going to ask Archangel Gabriel, or Gabrielle, Mm -hmm. to dissolve that scene with light and just completely dissolve it with the light of God. Thank you, Archangel Gabriel, for dissolving that scene with light now, light of God. And then as that disappears and dissolves, look at her again and say, see, I told you. See, I told you. She's smiling. <laughs> I'm seeing like it would be really good. You know how you can do like you stick your nose in their like ear and their neck and like yeah, like kind of do that. Like I'm seeing you yeah. like, like kind of yeah, like stoking like with her and playing with her. Yeah, yeah. She she would love something like that. Yeah, she does. And so she loves it. so now you're gonna say, um, so we're not gonna go anymore. This is like one of the deeper. Um, deeper there's there's this is the that was the first five percent of a deeper process to it's called that what we did was the step one of rescuing her so we rescued a part of you that is stuck in the past that never grew up possibly that was in a traumatic state that was lost alone and um being severely controlled um and punished for being herself. Yeah. Thank you. That was operating unconsciously. And that part was making decisions for you sometimes. 
makes sense. So, um, yeah, for there, the next part is after rescuing, she needs to, her energy body needs to be cleaned up. There's a, a whole process here that then, then they need to be rescued and then they have to be a whole, the whole new process is called nurturing. So you want to nurture them and then empower them. So those are three other full processes that need to be done or three, three individual process, rescue, nurture, empower, and um, give her a place to be inside of you for the rest of your life where it actually is, you know, safe, loving, um, supportive. And, and so she's with you now. Um, so um, we're going to pause that. Are you okay? Is she okay enough with you right now? This is good. Yeah, this is good. This is amazing. Um, I'm loving this. And thank you. That was, I can't tell you how powerful that was. So I want people to hear that. Um, I appreciate that. That was, well, what was, Ooh, I what feel was it. Um, yeah. Just feel it for a moment, breathe there and soak it in. Um, take, you know, 10, 20 seconds. And then if you're comfortable, um, yeah, I'd like to hear what was powerful for you personally. And, um, yeah. Um, and well, what's, yeah, what's powerful is how quickly you can jump back into that scene and replay the events as if you're there, which you are an aspect, you know, you're going back to an aspect of yourself. Um, but it was powerful because I could relive how she was feeling and, and just experiencing what she was experiencing and knowing that um, just even like the talking to her out loud, right? And just feeling that change within my body and um, the shifting out of the scene into the white light, like all of that, I could feel the layers of that clearing, the tension leaving my body. It's really powerful instantaneously. Thank you. And while, um, and we did that, like, you know, just in like, that section was like 10 minutes possibly, like, you know. Um, so when I work with clients or if, if, when I work with people who are like these type of charts, this happens literally hundreds of times in a life, but we need to go in and do this work to reclaim who we are because that five-year-old is actually the most create one of the most creative the mm -hmm. most un unbounded uh the healed version of her the one who has been completely uh unburdened from the pain and suffering and the energy of that she was surrounded by becoming that is what you are in your fullest innocence purity that part coming into integration and maturing into your full age now and continuing to grow. Now she's not uh, arrested development. Now she has, she has been nurtured and can grow again. Now she can assimilate into you. Plus the other, you know, um, the other uh, procedures that need to be completed. But um, basically this is, this is it. And this happens to us when we that it's when we have an emotional experience that is overwhelming to us that that shapes you know part of you became a rebel and learned how to not inform and learn creative ways to adapt to not be controlled because of that experience right yeah yeah so um your behavior 
is basically consciously and unconsciously. Um, oh, this is going to be interesting. I just connected it to your hermit. You are probably a little bit more of a hermit than you could be because you secretly don't want to be controlled by people. Yes, that's yep. spot on. Yes. So because yeah. you're secretly, you know, this is where I, I, when we get in, I can find blind spots and find ways of you becoming your full potential. And it's now that we're in here, I'm like, oh, I guarantee we there's, I can already feel there's a seven-year-old. So now that one part of you got attention, there's a seven-year-old who wants attention. Um, there's a teenager that's up like, oh, there parts of you are seeing what just happened. Can, yeah. can you just tune in and feel that part? They're like interested. They're like, I see different parts and I'm not sure which one. I feel like high school stepping up right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. that would, mm -hmm. so, so if you're, think about this, what would the consequences be for you, Jade? If you're a, if you're here to serve people on a collective level, if you're here to help people connect to the stars and if you're here to help them make decisions and some of your biggest opportunities because you're a four is coming from the people you know do you think it's possible that like if you're secretly like you might be missing some really important opportunities that are right for you yes. if you're <laughs> avoiding connecting to yeah this is a big one this is a big one for me so i'm glad we're talking about this because uh, in my experience, I have found opportunities and people and, and because they always, there's just always this element of control, right? Um, in those experiences, it's caused me to disconnect and feel like I can only trust like certain people that I know wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to find the balance of being able to be autonomous, like be my free self and connect with community without community expecting me to give you know like so this is really important work. yeah what you're talking about what you just said energy and work is now we're going to go to your sacral chakra okay it's open there's nothing there there's like you have one gate there um and a potential for another gate which means that you have been conditioned by all the generators in your life you have been amplifying energy that isn't yours it's a sexual creative life force that 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 makes you feel it it's it's that uh-huh energy it's that uh-huh mm -hmm. uh that energy that's not you that you can feel it in your body right now it's like it's like you have potentially falsely identified with that energy yeah so i want you to do me a favor close your eyes and feel that uh-huh energy that and give it a color what color Ask, ask your body, what color is that energy? What color is the aha? Uh -huh. I'm hearing orange. Yeah, that's right. So my next question for you, if there was a color that would be your unique energy that is not this energy, if there was a color of, of, of you and your body that's not this energy or your body, what it feels like in perfect without conditioning of that energy, what color might that be? Teal is coming to mind. Teal, okay. So I'd like you to imagine you're a, you're a sphere around you and filling them up with these colors. Uh, no, sorry, 
where is the orange color in your body? Can you point to it? Uh, like under my belly button. Okay. And zero to 10, like how prevalent is it in your system or how much does it influence you? Uh, ask your body, even though okay. your mind is really good. 20% is the first thing that's coming to mind. Okay. I don't know why. Um, yeah, that's good. How much did it influence you growing up? 70. That's more what I was, yeah, sensing. You're, you being a hermit is really good for you now. Yes. It, you have Thank an energetic you protection. That. You, have a, you. you have an energetic protection. But now watch this. Ask your body if you were in, let's say you were um, in your old work environment. How much was that energy affecting you, the orange color? Oh, like 80%, eight, <laughs> a lot. So, yeah. so what you that you said to me that just stay stay focused with this real quick. You learned to trust only people who will respect your energy to not control you. Yes. So, so how do do you think that might limit you in your connections? Yes. A lot. Yes. Okay. And although yes. it's you know it's better to have less of higher quality, I, I acknowledge that. And I think that's what you are going for. Mm -hmm. My question for you is like, do you think that you might be relying a little bit on the others to respect your you because maybe you didn't know how to respect your own energy? Yes. And that was a huge thing that I feel that over, especially the last couple of years, boundaries have been a huge thing. It's interesting we're talking about this because for 2021, it's also been a huge clearing, like me really stepping into power and saying yes or no, or, you know, just like honoring my truth and, um, and being willing to reap those consequences, right? Because as a man, like informing other people and, and not feeling bad about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing that and it is, it is working in my advantage. I'm seeing the difference in how I feel in my excitement to create, my excitement to just do what I do, you know what I mean? Without feeling this obligation. But I would like some insight from you. Okay. So the, we are only scratching the surface here. Like okay. literally like, like just two, two, 2% of like 1%, 2% of what, like how deep this can go and how thorough it can be. Thank you. Just so you know. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Learning. Can I ask you a question? Um, Given my hermit nature and given because of what I just told you about, like trusting the right energy and not, you know, feeling stifled by people, do you have a recommendation as a manifester on how to be more in my four element, less in my two, but not feeling the shadow of the four, you know what I mean? Like being consumed. Yeah. I do. I do have a recommendation. And we're going to go right back to this, this visceral exercise. So you focused on the blue or the orange energy. 
and we said the blue is your energy. I like you to now fill your entire body up. I, I want you to take that orange energy and push it to your right side, shift it to your right side or right outside of your body. If you can just like set it, you said it's affecting you about 20% now. Okay. Um, but leaving. And, and, and imagine also for any residue of that 80% in the past that was in your work, mm -hmm. shifted all your intention. Your intention is that all of that energy that's not yours, that the life force, frustration, sexuality, that is, that is a generator energy, set it to your right side. And tell me, are you able to intend that? And do you feel like you're able, when you're complete, tell me. I'm complete. Okay. Notice your body and your emotions and your breath and notice your root and what do you feel? How does your intuition and instincts feel right now? I feel like a clear channel, like open. I don't feel like anything's stuck. Oh, you mean this is Jade? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's Jade speaking, you know. Jade Moon is back. Oh, wait, yeah. Jade's inner child. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just one moment. Um, mm -hmm. So what I'd like you to do is now go ahead and and we're going to have to um, complete and wrap up shortly after this that yeah. I'd like you to bring that blue of teal blue of you. And I want you to imagine a sphere and intend and visualize actively with your intention, a sphere of that teal surrounding you. Make sure you get it behind you, above you, below you. Okay, I'm, I'm immersed in this plasma of teal right now. Yeah. And I want to invite you to bring some into... My sacral? Yep. Any, any, ask your body any blind spots and bring some there. Say, body, and I intend this to go to my blind spots. Body, I intend this to go into my blind spots. Okay, I'm full like a well right now. Okay. How do you feel now? I feel really good. <laughs> feel open, clear. I feel like the warmth, you know. There it is. Yeah. In your in your solar plexus. Yeah. So concentrate some of the blue energy, right? Um, and I want, I want you to try this. Ask your body if yellow would feel good right in your third, like right in your tummy, underneath the ribs, underneath the breast, and put one yes. hand there. And would yellow feel good there? Yes, it does. And you can do a yellow blue, like, like kind of like a yellow encased in blue if you want, and like pour it into that area with your hands, like just pour it in. And I work, so 
I'm not going to do this too much. There's a lot of procedures I do working with the archangels at this point on yeah. energy work where I have them do a lot of work uh, for your field, removing, I can do removing of cords. I can do removing of, or they can, um, uh, we do together, re returning soul fragments and soul essences, um, reclaiming your power and, and many other specific processes, um, repairing the energy field, these types of things, um, and balancing your body. Um, this is beautiful. This is amazing work. I appreciate you. Thank you for receiving and being able and open for transformation because you're in the middle of it. Thank you. I receive it. Can you bring some of that blue behind your heart? Yes. And behind your neck. Yeah. So from here, is there a color or that would help you release the pressure and the stress in your root chakra, root area? I'm hearing purple. Okay, bring, bring purple all in your hips and, and all in that area in your sacrum and tailbone. <laughs> okay and you can have little jade that you were taught that you were holding you can have her do the same thing and see how she feels with the same thing she feels good she likes it <laughs> yeah she probably picked it up quick Mm-hmm. She's watching me, so oh great. Yeah. She wants to do what I'm doing. <laughs> so can you share what do you notice that's different than before we did we started this? What do you notice and 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 have felt changing? Um, I'm feeling like the open centers now. Like before I was feeling like blockages more in my lower chakras. Um it felt like like more of like my body was dense, I guess, as I yes. put it. I even noticed like as we were going through the practice, like I was able to like crack my shoulders. Like it's ever, like everything kind of loosened up, like my joints loosened up throughout the practice. So I feel that clear, like that energy clear. Mm. Yeah. And with the energy clear, what's different about like how you might be in your body? Um, heart centered. I feel like my heart open. I feel like the warmth in my heart. Um, 
I feel more confident. I feel um, emotionally centered is the, like, that's the best way I could put it. Like, I feel very centered and grounded. Even my head. (laughs) Yeah. Your head head is. Even my head is clear right now as I'm just talking to you. What's possible for you in this state? Anything and everything at this. I really feel that like. I really feel like it's me tapping into the child in me to have fun and to create. There's like no blocks right now, which is amazing. It's like, I just want to play, you know? (laughs) That is the highest divine order. God itself mm. creates life to play. Yeah. Because play is a form of a high level intelligence where there's least level resistance, where highest level creativity, which is intelligence manifesting in the most synchronistic, harmonious way. That was just, that was so powerful what you said. I receive, I'm feeling that into my body right now. Because I think. We just need to emphasize this as people are listening to this right now, like understand. And if you need to rewind back to what he just said, just so you could soak it in what creation means to you and how you tap into that. Thank you, Nathaniel, for that. You're so welcome. And if we had more time, like I said, we would have done a much deeper process with your inner child. Um, that was that was like the first step of getting her out, rescuing her. Thank you. And, and you, she needed to be rescued. She was in a really sad place, and she was not feeling creative or emotionally centered, or head clear, or fun. You know, it was the absolute opposite. And now she's in the comfort and the safety of your heart and who you are, and and you're emotionally clear and centered. And what messages do you think are being sent to her now, as opposed to? her feeling controlled and um, locked away and punished. And, uh, you know, now that you're feeling light and clear and, you know, the you're capable of anything, how does that, how does Mm. that make her feel, do you think? It makes her feel seen and appreciated for who she is, that she gets to experience unconditional love And all she has to do is just be herself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give you one more uh, nugget here. You can tell her, and that is, I love you because you exist. You, there's nothing you can do to earn my love. I love you because you exist and there's nothing you can do to earn my love. Mm, She's smiling. There's nothing you can do to make me love you more. There's nothing you can do to make me love you more. And I will never leave you. And I will never leave you. That's beautiful. 
She entered inside me. She's inside me. That's amazing. That, that's wonderful. That's a really good sign. That's wow, so I really, thank you. I feel the shift, like yeah, physically, it's, emotionally. It's amazing. <laughs> wow, you guys, legit, like you need to go contact Nathaniel because this is profound healing and people need to hear about this. Thank you so much. Truly. You're very welcome. And for anybody who, you know, may not understand what just happened and it's not, it's not, you know, a part of you that was operating independently that was, you know, was just integrated. So imagine a stalk of a, you know, you have two branches in a tree and one was cut 30, 20 years ago. It just started growing and, and like it merged back into the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. And now it is part she and her intelligence and her creativity and the life force is regrowing into the main center column of who you are and your and that center column of the tree of life force and you know all the nutrients from the soil that's going up the trunk and and receiving all the light in its in its canopy and its leaves going and that light going into its roots you know both ways that is now including her so her her unlimited creativity and her perspective is now merged perfectly intelligent intelligently your subconscious has has as she's she's joined you on her own accord she's no longer feeling separate and abandoned you a part of you will no longer ever associate with feeling so abandoned or separate again from yourself and yeah. that's that is the reclaiming of us of a, of a part of who you are um it, it's in psychology they call it arrested development mm. um and 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 trauma and you've just healed a piece of trauma thank you that's powerful oh i'm going to be sitting and process sitting with this actually not even processing because i feel like clear i really do but i want to work with this more because i just feel the shift and wow Thank you so much for that. You're so welcome. And what I, the only thing I want to say is while you sit with that, mm -hmm. play. Like what yes. I want you to tune into your nonverbal. This is the last thing and we, we do need to wrap up. They're a manifester, your, her divine connection and her divine impulse, where you get your initiation from is an emotional place. And that it's on an emotional wave but it comes, your impulse to initiate comes from a nonverbal, internal, creative flow. I'm going to say it one more time. You have a nonverbal, creative, creative flow. flow that you need to follow. I totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And source is what is sending you the impulses. Yes. The light of creation itself. And that is why manifestors, when they're in compassionate higher alignment and not in control or power, like traditionally in the old ways, um, mm -hmm. when they that's falling into shadow, right? And to their, their, inauthentic power inauthentic power is described as trying to source power outside itself mm -hmm. this is opposite this is authentic power 
authentically sourcing power from within oneself. And your sense of power is coming from this nonverbal place. This is why it's hard to inform sometimes. Yep. A lot of a lot of times, not just sometimes. <laughs> I know all, I'm trying to be all the time because people don't yeah. understand. They don't understand your conversation with yourself and why. And you have to explain so, yourself. And I'm learning not to do that either. So with your partnership, I want you to your homework. And for anyone listening to Jade's podcast, if something has not been informed, don't take it personally. She's learning and it's hard for her to, um, we are learning, I'm learning, I'm a manifester. And my partner is like, you know, you got to inform me. She's informing me that I didn't inform her. (laughs) And that's great. That's, um, and um, your greatest strength and you, who you are, is going to come from this nonverbal internal creative flow. And I want to do, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and do, um, let's see here. Actually, no, 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 I'm not. I don't want to add too much. I have an exercise where I can help you literally experience in your body and and see what it would look like in a, uh, a week, th- two or three months, a year from now, what it looks like for you to, feel and tap into this mm-hmm. viscerally, just like you did with this part to tap into your nonverbal internal creative flow and what it would feel like, what your life is like following it and what you would create if you didn't. Yes. Okay. I follow. So I would like to inform you that it would be transformational. If you want to continue doing this, we can continue this work. Um, in a private setting or, you know, one-to-one, or I can do this with you or any listener. Um, Cause we all have our own authority. So this is part of your authority. When Pete, when looking at the human design, this is, this is your, this is where you consistently find access to the truth of the highest intelligence of your decision-making process. Does that make sense? No, totally. 100%. Yeah. Inform me if anything doesn't make sense, by the way, and, and, um, what is, how does, what does this mean to you? I would like to know, like, can you inform me what the implications of this are for you? Well, first I received confirmation from what you're saying about this source connection that I have. Um, cause for the longest time I didn't have anyone to help, you know, help me understand what that was. Right. Cause I, I thought everyone had this. Um, yeah. And I never knew that though. I always thought, oh, everyone, you know what I mean? Has this connection, but, um, um, can you rephrase what you were saying? Cause I had more to it. I'm just blanking. Yeah. You were saying, um, what does this can do? You tell me what this means to you. What does this, what does this mean to you and, and how you know yourself and the implications of it? I know that when I listen to that connection that I have within that nonverbal um, connection, I always feel in alignment to where it's guiding. Even if I don't really know where it's going, it's like, it's almost like I feel intuitively that I need to trust this thing. And I look back at times where I didn't trust that out of fear and out of doubt. And I saw how 
going against my intuition was manifesting that reality. You know what I mean? Um, so with that being said, and this has a lot to do with everything we just talked about earlier, uh, listening to my nonverbal cue and trusting, even if it doesn't make logical sense to the outside and the rest of the world, it makes sense to me and it's for a reason and finding the right delivery or the right message to inform others where I'm not having to explain myself, but giving them enough information where they know not to rely on me. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that they can adjust and make decisions according to the waves that are happening or not happening, right? Is surfing happening today? Is Jade moving around or is it not, you know, is surfing not happening? Cause you know, like a big boat in a small Harbor, you're going to move that big boat that manifestor, the metaphor of a manifestor is like, they are a big boat in a small Harbor. That's what I want to say. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And that when that, you know, that big boat is taking up positions at the dock, that big boat is really noticeable that big boats yeah. its presence is really there it, you can't move out of the harbor and not notice that or or come into this harbor and not notice that there's a manifester there it's kind of like that on an energetic level and you also you know like i said about waves it's not about if or it's it's when the waves are happening especially as an emotional manifester the emotional center in my understanding is that it's the most powerful center in the entire chart as far as energetics that's why if you have it in your chart it means you're always emotionally uh authority if, if you have the emotional center it always is your authority does that yeah make sense? It, it does make sense and you pointed something out earlier which i appreciate for others who are open sacrals not listening to the aha and the uh right because i will like i'll find where i'll get these gut instincts and now i'm kind of like should i not be trusting that do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So what, when we, that's a great question. So two things that can, when you're open, it means you're amplifying that energy. It's not you. That means that the conditioning is you don't know when enough is enough and that yeah. you, don't, you don't know how to have boundaries of, of work in a way of, of the workforce. And so you tend to, you might overcommit yourself to do more work than you should. And um, see, r- so right now I would go into another process into your, your body, right. help you dis- distinguish exactly what it feels like, what it doesn't feel like, uh, how to say no, what a no comes from, where it actually comes from, why is there resistance, talk to the resistance, talk to all the experience. There's yeah. wounds underneath that, by the way. So there's, wow. a, you, there's another little girl in there that is directly having messages like uh like let me see she has her own view of the world and view of the world around her about people pleasing or um feeling that she needs to do this in order to belong mm-hmm. so um we talked about this earlier and i don't want to go too much i don't want to open too much more in here right but, here uh, but um yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned learning, learning to trust, to trust people, people that respect, that respect your boundaries and that you have limited trust for people who don't. Who don't. 
because, because the reality, the reality is, 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 is you don't actually trust or self to be able to create boundaries and inform people how to respect you and your energy because you haven't learned really really give that to yourself completely yeah that's a huge thing that has opened up for me this year specifically in realizing where i where i wasn't you know what i mean like it is always coming back to the self right so anytime we're feeling a certain way in the environment it's something that we're doing or allowing to create that pattern but yes, uh, thank you for pointing that out because that reiterates exactly what I've just been feeling early this year about um, practicing boundaries and practicing informing boundaries. And sometimes, you know, putting those boundaries in place causes relationships to end and that's okay. And as a manifester that, yeah, I'm sure you... Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. What else, what were, you else were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say, like, uh, just as a manifester with boundaries, like, not feeling the guilt, right? Not feeling like you. <clears throat> that's always just been a big thing for me. So, like, learning that it's okay if people fall out because you need to put those boundaries in place. Yeah. Your energy your energy protection, protection is so is important. so important because because you're not you're not. A workforce, workforce, life force, being being who's here to work for all day and and put out out a lot of contribution of physical energy energy to the material material world. world. Your aura is not designed for it, it. Mm -hmm. which is is, if you do, you you can get get overrun, overrun, burnt burnt out, out, overcommitted, and and you just fall fall over and get into like this. Adrenal, adrenal fatigue, fatigue yeah uh, oh uh, yeah chronic overrunning oh. stress um that you have a high ability because you have a defined root you have a high ability to manage the stress mm-hmm. which then you don't realize that you're carrying a lot of the stress mm-hmm. and then until it comes out um, right yeah and <laughs> until um, it grows out but basically <laughs> you're not here as a manifester to contribute more than about four hours of physical contribution of energy to anything because your life, your pure energy aura is actually working and creating in an, in an, a magnetic, electrical, etheric creation. It's, it is literally like, remember initiating, it's kind of like it's working and doing work all the time. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So the open sacral beings are conditioned to try to be a sacral being. You're conditioned to work eight hours, ten hours, do the overtime, go work all the time, and 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 overwork yourself. And which means that you go, to, you often um, stay up later than you need to, or have mm-hmm. a tendency to. But really, you should be going to bed before you're tired. You should be going, be to, going rest, to rest, turning, turning off, off everything, everything before you start, getting, start getting, tired. getting tired. That's what I've heard. Um, and it's, you know what, I've noticed that, that when I do go to bed early, even if it's earlier than I'd like, like I get better sleep than if I just wait a few hours and then I get that surge of energy again. And now I can't sleep. <laughs> it happens, yeah. happens to me. I, that's, that's something I'm something working, I'm working on, on constantly. constantly. Mm-hmm. So, so I didn't I feel... Didn't feel 
safe, safe in nighttime, nighttime when I was a child. So I would always, so I would always stay up. Stay up. And if, and if yeah. creating, creating safety is an essential part of relaxation, and then not, and then not doing, doing anything, anything. So you have so to be willing to, to let go of, of the need, the to, need do. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big one when in a world you're around a lot of, you know what I mean, that do, do, do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now so, if you are listening to your, this is one other thing, and I'm going to kind of wrap this up now. You have your nonverbal internal creative flow that connects you to source that is where you get your information. You are informed by source of what you are going to do and initiate. Most people don't understand this about manifestors. Manifestors are not here to inform just because they want, or sorry, initiate just what they want. You're here to initiate source and divine creation. And, and that doesn't come from you. It happens within you, but it doesn't always come from you. It comes from your connection to all that is and oneness and source. It's the spark of the divine. And, and you have to surrender and be patient just as much as that. And your gift on your genetic level, you're actually here to give your deepest purpose in life for you, Jade, is to manifest the gift of patience. Makes a lot of sense. My gene key. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yes. Thank you. And of course, what is the shadow of that? Impatience. So you're really here to learn how to transform impatience. I just transforms impatience. Uh, patience. <laughs> Learning <laughs> how to just simple, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Learning how to just be and not to anticipate the future too. Being present, really. Yeah. yeah. So when you are, I want to just wrap this up and why they say that manifestors are, you know, some people say that they're full of anger and 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 it's true. Some of them have a lot of anger, but. If you're connected to God and the divine spark and you're non-verbally communicating or not communicating, initiating and creating something, maybe an art piece or you're editing your video or you're, you know, mm-hmm. dreaming, you know, and your partner walks in or somebody walks in or some, you're, you know, something interrupts this beautiful transmission of just empowered, full God force or your, you know, initiating force. How does that leave you feeling? Um, I feel initially frustrated, a little bit of anger, but like not so much anger yet, but more so the frustration because I was just in the flow and now I forgot what I was doing and it was onto something really good. And to get me back into that flow of state, you know what I mean? It's the recalibration. So so you mentioned just a little bit of anger. So what happens? Let's say so, that somebody did that to you for a year straight in your life. Yeah, it's I do would I would end up um, the old me. The yeah, old what would you do me. if it was a year and somebody did it again and again angry, and resentful, totally. Maybe even a little rageful and, and would, oh how yeah. Would you protect? Would you protect or lash out? Maybe I would lash like, out. I would, I would lash out. Yeah. So the so reason I'm asking you, so you understand that there's, there's an intelligence and a reason and an order to these emotions. There's an mm-hmm. order. 
(laughs) Thank you for, thank you for showing that to me because I have struggled with myself and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, there's like a light bulb going on, even if they're not manifestors, it's just, you know, struggling. Yeah. The struggling with self, um, and not listening to the internal guidance. Like I know that you said manifestors tend to be directed by source, but still it's like, um, well, that's where they are if they're in alignment, right? If they're following their true, let's put this caveat. 90% of us are not following our human design. 90% of humans are conditioned and trained to be like manifestors are conditioned to be generators. And that's why you mentioned frustration. Honestly, I think that that was the part of you that was conditioned to be a generator. Yeah. I heard myself say that. I was like, huh, interesting. Are you really frustrated? Yeah. Ask Ask yourself, you know, experiment with you. Take what I've don't just trust anything I've said, test it and see what Mm -hmm. sits with you. What, what, what last and resonates tomorrow when I'm not talking yeah. next day in the week in a, in, a, in a few weeks from now. And the reason I wanted to say this to you is because when you get interrupted, anger is the theme of anger, the not self theme is actually you being interrupted over and over from this divine connection of initiation because your aura is repelling. Your aura is meant to move others out of the way it's, it's kind I mean, figured, I'm going to exaggerate a little bit, mm-hmm. like, cause I just went to my first Seder for the first time. My girlfriend is Jewish. Um, and it was just the most beautiful thing. Totally opposite of the Christian, like, yeah. well, it's actually similar, but very different than the Christian way of, I had this really fun, like we had song, they, they did songs for every, like, so for, there's a little story about how uh, a lot of the Jews came out of Egypt, out of slavery. And, um, uh, and then were you know they they crossed the Red Sea. Have you heard that story where they mm-hmm. the, um, Moses, Moses was told by God like hey part part the waters like me you know why me and anyway so literally the manifestor kind of fig uh, metaphorically their aura is like a little Red Sea like their aura is parting energy like well, imagine imagine everyone else's life force is water and mm. it, when they walk through it's moving it out of the way. And it's pushing their life force back to them. And that, that makes them feel uncomfortable. So some people can invisibly or unconsciously feel a little uncomfortable because it makes them silently frightened. Can we talk about the little, a little bit, because I have definitely had personal um, experiences popping in my mind where that's happened. And what is it about that, that intimidates people? Like, is it what is They're it? They're a little resentful because you have this manifesting ability and they don't. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. And if you are an expanding life force, the beautiful generator that is expanding and re- they're, they're a responder. I call, I, I prefer to change, like I, I said in the past episode, um, like I, when I look at the function of these auras, I've noticed that, you know, a generator, th- I, I would call them a generating responder. Like that's what I would call them because that's what they do. They generate yeah, they respond. or responding mm-hmm. generator. Like they were, they were in response. They generate life force or don't. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, that magnet that creates a more magnetic, open and expandive aura that, that is, you know, this force of nature that is magnetizing. So if they're expanding and they're wanting to envelop you and then they fit this wall of a manifester, it's like an energetic wall to them. I see way. it. 
Mm. And, it, and it can be, it can feel different based off of you know each manifester. And when you're emotional, it's even more dense because emotional energy is going through your whole aura, and that emotional energy is a slightly more denser frequency. So anybody who has emotional authority, if you you can kind of feel just by stepping in their energy, you kind of slow down a little bit. And this is the other thing about patience for you, dear Jade. <laughs> one of the most important parts of patience and why you your greatest wisdom and your greatest gift and purpose is patience is because you get the most perspective and the most depth if you're patient with your wave of emotions that is you can see all of yourself and other people from multiple perspectives of your high low and mid wave when you're optimistic happy joyful worthy wonderful loving, compassionate, energized perspective. Then you have the middle, which is like everything's, you're not overly optimistic. You're not overly committed. You're not high. You're right in the middle and you're not low either. That's the best time to make a decision. Once you've gone up and down, up and down a couple times, you look back to that trajectory of those three cycles or a couple cycles of the wave and you have wisdom. Yeah. Oh, I saw myself as really doubting myself when I was on the low wave. That wasn't even true. Mm-hmm. I just was on a really low wave, feeling really sad. And my whole emotional electrical chemistry was just vibrating at that wave. But it's not, but but I learned so much. I could see how others would feel. I could see I need to go and respect. I really need to be slow and gentle with myself. There's so much wisdom that can be. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes so, I feel like that's my, my social media page. Like, and just my journey is just sharing my experience and the highs and the lows and the in-between with the collective, you know? Yeah. One little note, because you have this manifesting ability and this people silently feel intimidated, mm-hmm. um, you are and tend to be impatient because others, you know, you need others to get out of your way so that you can act. Mm-hmm. But you are also silently, you expect others to be able to do the same thing that you have and that you can do, but they can't and they're not everyone's designed that way. And that's that's the hard part. You even said this earlier in the call. I just think other people have the same thing that I I know. I did, yeah, and I forget that. And thank you for reminding me. Um, And I think it's important that people listening to this hear that too, because I think that sometimes we tend to be you know, other things that we're not. And like, this is why I love what you do and offer to people, um, helping people know their unique electrical wiring and just the way that they're designed. And, and that's beautiful in itself, you know? So, yeah. yeah and, and, and um, the last, last little note I, I wanted to share with you is that um, like the open sacral and the tendency to, to amplify other people's sexuality and their life force that you saw in the exercise in your body viscerally and what it felt like to remove it and let it go and to not have it in your way, that that part, manifestors can tend to, like one challenge or our, our limitation is we can tend to kind of succumb to others' demands or... Yeah. And when we succumb to the other people's demands or their desires or expectations of us without following our internal creative flow, not everyone's going to respect that aura of repelling. But if we are succumbing and we give in to other people, 
we often will give up our own needs. Yeah. And you have a need to follow your internal nonverbal creative flow. That is a need. Yes, it is. It's a necessity for me. Totally. So um, some strengths that are really good is that when you learn how to include other people with what you're doing, you could actually inspire a tremendous cooperative teamwork. Mm-hmm. So that that's the gift of, of being able to initiate this. You can actually bring great teamwork together. And um, because you have the manifestor is a huge and amazing capacity to really initiate or catalyze or literally like start activities and movements and I feel that very strongly yeah how do you feel it um just through the people that I connect with and then these ideas that just organically come to life through conversation you know what I mean um I feel like manifestors are really good at creating ideas or just being like visionaries and seeing something and knowing how to like get it started or what it would take, right? Like what, what are the details to make this manifest, to make this real, to make this happen? Um, and I see that just through the conversations that I have with people, how I interact with people. Um, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, that feels like a good like some nation like that feels like a really good good place to complete um you feel really good i feel really good i like i just want to echo this like everyone that you heard this live i nathan and i just met like a couple months ago he's so intuitive i have not told him my backstory or anything he was just able to pick up on it naturally this is what he does this is his gift I appreciate you so much because not a lot of people, as I mentioned, know that this is available to people. So please share for the audience, like where can they get a hold of you, contact you for reading, website info? Yeah, yeah please. Um, we'll have the direct link on the website. It's a slightly longer thing. It's called highesthealth.com. Um, um, it's a, it's, it'll say highesthealth.com kajabi dot testimonial something like that so that's what you look for the website um just got to make a shorter one and the second one is instagram we'll have a direct link on there mm-hmm. i think my instagram um is i'll just read it out it's nathaniel dot woods uh 33 and we'll have a link there too um i think i'm, I'm pulling it up here it is nathaniel dot woods 33 on instagram direct message me um, that you would like to have a reading or you'd like to have a conversation um, and that you would potentially like to have direct message me transformation. That would be good. Direct message me the word transformation if you are ready for transformation and to be activated, um, seen, to help yourself heal, to find your blind spots, to honor your inner child, to see things that you see the messages in your life that have potentially limiting you from your fullest potential, from connecting to source, from your highest creativity, from embodying and connecting to the earth and having the most electrical light 
potential flowing through your body and your and integration of your consciousness so you can live your purpose grow your business you can impact your family you know really have the best meals the best deals the best life that you could ever dream of because you're in alignment working with your nature not against it and mm -hmm. so it can be graceful and ease easeful and so you're not having to struggle and fight and work and go get it all because you're working against yourself and maybe not maybe not seeing that or um and I'll be using things, you know, tools like I used with you, you know, power of listening, true mm -hmm. listening, empathic listening, or, um, uh, you know, reading your charts, looking at your genetic potential, reading your aura, using 30 years of my personal experience as, as an empath, as a, as a pattern recognition person, as someone who's trained in many healing modalities from iridology, sclerology, I use kinesiology, um, herbology. Um, I'm trained, I'm, I'm not going to go in the whole list, but, um, and, you know, the question is, if you're ready to learn through pain, or if you're ready to stop learning through pain, you know, and, and, and stop learning through suffering and, and wasting time, um, making all the mistakes over and over and over again, or, or using your time in pain, you know, maybe it's not a waste, maybe it's, it's just you're, you're ready, you just haven't learned the lesson. And if you want to learn through play or learn through ease and grace, you're, it's all our choice. We're going to learn or not learn either way, but it all leads back home to the same place. Um, empowerment and knowing ourselves and knowing that we are connected. Um, and that's what I can help you with. So you can direct message me there. Uh, my website will be there. Um, we'll, we'll put it on here, Instagram. And um, I'll probably, I might even put my email on there. You can direct uh, email me, but I am not the best with email. So if you do email me, I'm informing you, I may miss it or not get back immediately, but it is a good way. Um, I'm working on my assistant to help me manage that better because I do get a lot of inquiries. So um, does that answer your question? That does. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. I'll have all the information on there. Um, I am looking forward to as the stars align for a future, <laughs> another episode with you um, as two manifestors will manifest that however it needs to happen. <laughs> um, but Nathaniel, like your work is incredible. I just, I really just want to take the time to thank you again. I'm so grateful. Like you have a true gift and I really appreciate the service and mission that you're offering to the world to receive this. Um, so thank you for being on today and just sharing your practice with us. You're so welcome. And I would like to know one thing from your perspective as an astrologer, um, and experience someone who just is, you know, you will have had the transformation and are living it right now. Um, and, and embodiment of it, like, it's not theory, it's not charts, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's a physical experience that you've shifted from in a different, um, you know, perspective, is there an, a type of person or an audience, like, or uh, maybe a client that you work with or type of personality? I don't know. Um, who would benefit the most, do you think, from what you just experienced? Okay. Um, I think, first of all, I think what comes to mind are people. I mean, everyone can benefit from this, but it's people, it's a choice, right? It's people seeking to understand themselves. I don't know if this is answering your question, but people who are seeking to really understand 
themselves. These are people that have had it, right? They've had their they're on this path and they're hitting a roadblock and they're just trying to figure out what their sole purpose is. Um, that's what comes to mind initially. Um, you're doing, you're really, doing loving this. Anything else? I'm all ears. Yeah. 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 Um, but like people that just are at a point, it, it, it's any area of your life, right? It could be relationship dynamics. It could be job purpose and career vocation, um, it could be location even and why they stay in the location that they do, but whatever block blockages that people have where they find themselves repeating the same situation, I think will truly benefit from this session because you're able to go in, pinpoint information, right, on a chart that physically shows them, here's what I see, and then able to map that into, a, into their body where they can also feel it, not just see it on paper and you're showing them, but now you're working through it somatically, right, in the body and bringing these things out where people can realize the taking the two, like connecting the dots there and seeing that it's all real. It's all real. <laughs> this isn't pseudoscience make-believe. This is legit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yes. Oh, and. Um, I just wanted to mention that um, I look forward to continuing supporting you with more of the wound work part of you know, the yeah. rescue, nurture, empower, and supporting you in going, you know, expanding this. What you you just tasted it. Remember what you said? It's just like you know, one, one two, three percent. I know. Um, yeah. Of, of how focused, how deep, how empowering, and and how big, how much potential it can lead to. How how prosperous and aligned to the highest version of your frequency you can mm -hmm. be how clearly precise you can eliminate what is taking the frequency off or or that is causing distortions in the in the powerful frequency of resonance that is here to be a divine transformational initiating force of of source so like the power of going into healing pain is just the the power of going out and becoming an embodiment of the goddess that you are here to be. Yes, I receive it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nathaniel. It's truly amazing. I appreciate you so much. Uh -huh. To be continued. Yes, till next time. Um, so sending you off with love. Thank you.